Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Welcome to Friday. A lot of games last night. We're going to talk about those. A lot of teams in the top 25 played. A couple of upsets. We'll update you on all that. And then today we have a real treat. We have Brevin Slope over at, he's an assistant over at Concordia. He was an All-American there. Uh, he's working there at Concordia as an assistant now. And we're going to kind of walk through the G-Pack and try to make sense of a conference that's really bunched up. Uh, you'll hear us say that several times during our discussions. Uh, all the way, I think it's one through seven. Uh, one weekend could change change the standings. A uh, team could go from first to sixth in one weekend. Uh, so it's interesting. GPAC's always an interesting conference. Uh, enjoy talking that with uh, Brevin Slope. Thank you to Concordia uh, for letting him join me for that. Before we get into that, why don't we take a quick look at last night's action? Let's start with the top 25. A uh, number one Loyola. Uh, they took on Dalton State. They God, they just pounded them, 86-56. Loyola is 16-0 now. They go to 5-0 in conference, and they're going to take on Stillman on January 13th. Another big game last night, number two, Carroll. Uh, they took on Montana Tech, and I don't know what it is about Carroll. They win and win and win and win, but they win by three, two, four. Uh, they beat Montana Tech 80-78, to so Carroll they go to 16 and 1, 3 and 0, Rocky Mountain on Saturday. Uh, in other top 25 action last night, Arizona Christian, number 10, Arizona Christian, they just pummeled Life Pacific 94 53. They're 16 and 2, 4 and 2 in conference. They're going to play Vanguard on Saturday. Uh, Stillman, they fell. Mobile, remember? Mobile almost got Loyola the other night, 77-55, but they got Stillman tonight. Number 11, Stillman, they fall to Mobile. Uh, Stillman, they go to 10-2, in conference. They're going to look to regroup as they take on Faulkner on Saturday. Uh, don't look at Mobile's overall record. I think they're 6-10 or something, but oh, they're playing really good basketball last night. Also last night, Huston Tillotson, they beat Xavier, number 15 Xavier, 69-64. So that takes number 15 Xavier to 8-2, and 0-1 in conference. They're going to take on Our Lady of the Lake on Saturday. Number 13 Thomas Moore, they beat Campbellsville last night, 78-66. So Thomas Moore, they're 13-2, 7-1 in conference. Big test, they go to Georgetown on Saturday. Science and Arts, number 16, they beat Wayland Baptist, 73-70. to So Science and Arts, they're 11-3. Uh, they take on John Brown on January 13th. It looks like they have a forfeit in between, uh, but they play John Brown on January 13th. In a couple other games last night, West Virginia Tech, they beat IU Southeast 87-69. So West Virginia Tech is 15-2, 7-0. They're going to take on uh, Midway on January 9th. Uh, also last night, Cumberland's 
They defeated, defeated Freed Hardman 73 to 63. So Cumberland's now is 11 and 5, 5 and 3 in conference. Uh, they'll take on Bethel, Tennessee on Saturday. Uh, the Southeastern Fire, they win again 77 74 over Florida Memorial. Uh, that Southeastern now is 14 and 3, 5 and 1 in conference. Uh, they're going to go, they're, they're going to host uh, Patrick Crary's team, St. Thomas, on Saturday. And then in kind of a late game in the West Coast last night, number eight, William Jessup. They're, oh, they're on a roll, 17 and 1 now. They beat Westmont 76 71 last night. And then one more late score from the West Coast. The Masters held on to beat Menlo 69-64 in that GSAC dogfight out there. So yesterday we were able to sit down with Brevin Slope. We talked some G-Pack basketball, and let's take a listen. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. I have uh, Brevin Slope here, uh, former All-American at Concordia in Nebraska. He's an assistant there now. We're going to try to uh, break down the jumble that's the G-Pack. How you doing, Brevin? Thanks for being on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. It's always a great day when I get to talk hoops with Billy D. So I'm looking forward, <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah, in all full disclosure, uh, we're recording this Thursday morning. As everybody knows, Concordia fell to Mount Marty last night. So Brevin's a trooper. He came on as scheduled. So thank you very much for that. And we'll work our way through this. And uh, we'll talk about Concordia in a few minutes. You know, before we go through the teams, we'll just go through them in the order of you know, where they stand right now in the standings. But really, when you look at the standings, I believe there's, I mean, all the way down to Doan, one weekend could move a team from sixth place to first place. Yeah, no, you you got it right on the head there. I mean, all the teams are really jumbled up. Um, I mean, one through whatever that is, nine or whatever. I mean, any any given night, anybody can beat anybody. And like you said, and one team can beat somebody and move up the standings, and one team can lose and fall down the stands pretty quickly. So it's a, it's a tight race, and that's what makes the G-Pack fun. I mean, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. So, Yeah, it's pretty – I think it's even tight. It's always tight, but I think this year is particularly tight. The other thing is, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of a surprise, maybe not to you guys in the G-Pack, but it's a little bit of a surprise to me that – Briarcliff kind of floated up to the top there. They were kind of picked in the middle of the pack. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they're definitely playing really well right now. Um, Coach Swigera has done a great job there, as he always has. Um, Briarcliff is known to be traditionally pretty well, pretty good, pretty good. So um, they're back, back right at the top right now. But yeah, I know he hasn't playing really well. The guys, they returned a lot from last year, and those guys are really gelling right now. Well, Brevin, why don't we just go ahead and start at the top? We'll start there with Briarcliff. We'll talk about these teams, and uh, maybe you can give a little insight. But Briarcliff is ten and six. They're six and two in the G Pack. Uh, they're one of the top three point shoot surprise. They're one of the top three point shooting teams in the country. Uh, to one of the top shooting teams in the country. They really take care of the ball. They're a little bit vulnerable rebounding, but I believe that Coach Figueres' philosophy is to get the guys back and not let guys run out on them. Yeah, no, exactly. You hit it on the head. I mean, what they do is not turn the ball over, and they, they shoot a lot of threes, and they make a lot of threes. And obviously, um, when you play that style of basketball, you have you have the potential to be a lot of a lot of teams, and that's what they've been doing. They they put five guys out there that can that can that can shoot it, that are all skilled, that can handle it, um, and they're playing really well right now. Yeah, you know, right now, uh, Kyle Borhave, he's shooting almost sixty four percent from the field. 
uh, 15 points a game, five rebounds a game. But he, and then, you know, and then the rest of the guys all pop the three, and they're, they're shooting actually at a pretty good percentage. Klein, Klein Hesselink, he's shooting 48%. Connor Groves, he's shooting 38%. Quinn Vesey, 40%. And every one of those guys is averaging almost four rebounds a game as well. So they're, I mean, they're they're definitely a balanced attack. I mean, Borges is a big big addition this year. Um, he he kind of gives them that inside presence um, they haven't had the last couple of years. And then when you you're surrounding surrounding a guy like that with a bunch of shooters and talented players, um, it makes makes the team go. How tall is Borges? I I want to say maybe six 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 maybe six seven. I I I'm not exactly sure on that. But okay, but he's not but, like a six eleven guy. He's not a six eleven dude. No, he's he's probably six 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 seven. And he's he pretty skilled, skilled with the ball. So pretty athletic. Yep, yep. So they're gonna, they've got, they're gonna get tested here. They're gonna go host Doan, but then they got to go over to Jamestown and over to Dort. Uh, so they've got some tough games coming up. But, I mean, obviously, anytime you, you go to Jamestown or Dort, those are two um, tough road games, especially with with the long trip up to Jamestown. You always gotta, you always gotta beat the drive, and you gotta beat the Jimmies when you get when you actually gotta play the game. And then Dort, obviously, they they always pack their arena. Um, that's always a really tough place to play. Yeah, they're both they're both bad hosts, aren't they? Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> right. It's ne- it's never fun going to those two places. I think I asked you this la- before or last season or something, but why everybody tells me Dort is so hard to play at? Why is Dort so hard to play at? Yeah, no, they have. I mean, it's kind of like a barn barn style gym almost. Um, they just get a, they just get a really good following from their community and students. I mean, every game it seems like it's packed. Um, and they, they, they bring a lot of energy um, with, with, with the fans and everything, and it makes it, it, makes it tough on opponents, but it also uh, makes it a lot of fun playing in games like that with atmospheres like that. My favorite video out of Dort is, I think, two, three years ago, uh, Ty Hoagland, I think they were down by one, and Ty Hoagland dribbled out the clock at the top of the key off to the right. Everybody in the, the planes knew that he was going to go to the bucket, <laughs> and he drove to the bucket, and he laid it in as the buzzer went off at Dort. God, that was yeah. classic, classic Ty Hoagland. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I called it. I called it. He was playing a game of double dog dare you. He just double dog dared everybody in the everybody in the place to stop him. <laughs> That's right. Like you said, everybody knew who was getting the ball, and somebody still managed to score. So uh, let's move on to to Jamestown. Uh, they're fifteen and two, five and two. So let's talk a little bit about Jamestown. You know, uh, Mason Walters went down. You know, nobody was sure when he was coming back. Everybody who asked me, I told him, well, Jamestown needs to assume he's gone all season, and everybody in the GPAC needs to assume he's coming back. Well, he's back. So uh, here's the bad news for the GPAC. The Jimmies went 5-0 and while he was gone. I mean, obviously, um, everybody knows how good, good of a player Walters is, and obviously when you lose a guy like that, it's going to do some damage to, to, to your team. But obviously, um, like, you, like you mentioned, they were 5-0 and without him, so they – they maintain that success they've been having, but obviously with him back now, it makes him makes him even tougher again. Yeah, against Morningside, he did just twenty points, eleven rebounds. Not quite a Mason Walters night, but close. Uh, <laughs> but they they really they're one of the top field goal shooting teams. They are, they're lighting up the three, as you know, a top tier rebounding team, and they're really defending, holding teams to forty one percent. Yeah, no, they they definitely get after you on the defensive end, and obviously when you got a guy like Walters, um, and you can throw it to a guy like that, it makes it makes it a little bit easier for for the guys on the outside when 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 teams are sending doubles and everything, and then when they're getting kick out threes, um, that's that's a nice advantage to have when when you're a guard on a team like that. 
you know, every, uh, you guys all know in the G pack, but the guy, a lot of guys stepped up when Mason was gone, but the guy who really stepped up was John argue. Uh, he had a lot of potential, but he got a lot more minutes. Uh, he's shooting 65% from the field over 40% from three and his almost seven rebounds a game, his production really picked up. So that's just another weapon that coach Neville has right now. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's just a perfect example of a guy, um, being ready when his number, number was called. I mean, when Walters went down, he got more of an opportunity, and he definitely made made the most out of it. Yeah, listen to this, Brevin. So the Jimmys are out are averaging out rebounding teams forty three to thirty so far this season. Wow. So if you play them, you better be ready to get on the boards. Hopefully, get some offensive boards. I was gonna say that's definitely a big big key whenever you're playing against the Jimmys. I mean, they got obviously Walters, but then they got a couple other big boys down low. You really gotta gotta bang with them and and be ready for a physical game on the glass, definitely. Well, we're going to find out where they are because they play, I think, tomorrow. They play, they got to go to Northwestern, which is another tough place to play. Then they got to go to Dort, and then they're going to host Briarcliff. So uh, they're going to have their hands full. We're going to find out just how good the Jimmies are. That's right. That's right. Like I said, I mean, you need no night off in the G-Pack. They're going to they're gonna obviously face some tough teams coming up. Uh, the next one in the stand is a team you're very familiar with, Concordia. Uh, hey, before we talk about that, you know, I think everybody knows, but you gr- you grew up in Seward where Concordia is. You're the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're the leading scorer at Seward High School all time. Yep, correct. And I know you were an All-American at Concordia. Did you set a scoring record there as well? No, I was, I finished, I finished in the top 20 okay. scoring, so, so not, nothing crazy, but but that's pretty amazing. I've talked to you about it before. It's pretty amazing to be able to do all that in your hometown. That's got to make you very proud. Oh, definitely. I mean, that was definitely a, a childhood dream of mine to go play um, for the hometown Bulldogs. Um, and then just being fortunate enough to have a pretty good career um, as a Bulldog was pretty, pretty special. Now being able to coach, it really came full circle. I mean, growing up as a kid, going to games when I was younger and playing and now coaching, it's pretty, pretty cool experience. And everybody in Ottawa still reminds me that I picked you guys over them in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so Concordia, you guys are fourteen and four, seven and is that right or se- or fourteen and fourteen and four and seven and three in the league? Okay, I wasn't sure if I got last night's in there. You know, you're br- pretty good shooting team, high thirties from the three. Uh, sometimes you've been a little inconsistent though, from what I can see. You know, you either shoot real well or you'll shoot really bad. Uh, defending well. You know, just talk a little bit about the Bulldogs, where you think they're at. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think, um, obviously, last night's um, loss to Mount Marty hurt. But, um, obviously, I still we, – we think we have a really good team still um, with the guys we have. Um, like you said, we like to hang our hat on the defense, defensive side of the ball, um, get after teams defensively. Um, and, obviously, we like to shoot the three. And, like what, like you said, sometimes when you when you rely on that, um, it can win you some games and lose you some games. But um, I still – I think we all here at Concordia have a lot of a lot of belief um, and a lot of positive things to come here this year. Still, you know, a couple of guys. You and I have talked about Carter Kent a couple of times. He's he's really turned into a top tier player there at Concordia. He's averaging seventeen points, four rebounds. You know, just talk about you've you've seen his whole career. Yeah, no, he's definitely developed into a really really good player. I mean, he, he came in as a freshman. Um, he was the freshman of the year in the league in the G Pack his freshman year. And now he's turned into probably one of the best players in the league, um, and obviously a great player in the NIA. Um, it's been it's been great just to see him develop over the years, um, just becoming more confident um, in his game, 
and, and this year he's really taking his game off. I mean, he's scoring the ball at a high clip. Um, he, he doesn't get enough credit on the defensive side of the ball either. I mean, a two-way player, I don't know if you can find many guys like him in the, in, in the country. Um, I mean, he's always guarding um, the other team's best best guard, um, then also producing on the offensive, offensive side as well. So um, he's had a heck of a year so far. And he can shoot a free throw. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, you and I've talked about this guy too a little little bit. I just want to mention Noah Shot. He's a freshman, but he he's really been an important piece of your team. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, he's he's really turned it on um, this year. Um, he's a guy that has a ton of potential um, coming in the in the next few years. Su- super athletic, super talented offensively. But yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting to see what he can do um, the rest of this year and then um, years to come. So over the next two weeks, the Bulldogs. Uh, you got Dakota Wesleyan, Jamestown, Morningside, Northwestern. Are you ready? Oh, we're excited. We, we're, we're excited, ready to go. That's right into the heart of the GPAC schedule right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So another team that's 14-4, and 5-3, and three, is uh, Midland. They absolutely love the three. They shoot about 32 a game been hitting about 40 percent of them most games not not on an average but if you look at most games are at 40 percent a few of bad games drops the percentages they're another good defensive team keep teams with 43 percent and they've won five in a row talk about midland yeah no they're playing really well um i think the thing that stands out to me about midland is their, their guard play i mean you got lawrence merritt Bo sanquist um Ruchoff. um their, their guard play is really really good um and that definitely makes them makes them tough to tough to stop. Um, obviously, like like we've touched on already, when you when you can shoot the three ball um, like like they can, um, that really puts puts teams in in tough places when they're when you're trying to defend them, and especially when they have multiple guys that can shoot it. Um, and they definitely have that. Yeah, one thing I did notice going through their, I've watched them play a few times, and going through their stats, you know, they really rely heavily on uh, those two guys, Merritt and Sandquist. You just worry that if you know one of those guys have a has a bad night, it could really be tough for them. Those guys shoot about over half their shots. So, yeah, no, those guys are definitely two def, definitely talented players, um, and they 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 rely on them a lot. But um, obviously, they've been pr- producing so far, and I I expect them to continue to produce like they yeah, have. Yeah, they have been. they're winning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're uh, they're another one. They got some tough trips coming up. They're going to host Morningside. And then they got to go to the Corn Palace, and then they got to go to Northwestern, and these are long trips too, aren't they? Most of them. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some there's some tough road tests. I mean, with the with the trip, with the long drives, and then obviously going to the tough environments to play. Um, but that's that's what you get within within the G Pack. So uh, next one next one down on the standings, uh, Morningside. They've been really struggling this month. Uh, they've lost four out of six. You know, historically, this is a team that's just pummeled opponents defensively and pounded the glass. Uh, these are two things that the Mustangs are struggling with. Uh, they're only out-rebounding teams by one rebound. Opponents are shooting 47%. Another, I mean, one of those one of very talented teams. I mean, obviously, they're, they've been struggling the last, last few games. But I know, I know Trent, Trent Miller over there, the head coach there, um, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get it figured out. When you got guys like Trey Brown and Zach Emig, um, they, they're going to get it figured out there. Um, obviously, um, they hit a, hit a rough patch here, but they're, they're, they definitely have a talented group over there, and they're always, they're always tough to beat. Yeah, they've got, they've got a, a good opportunity here in the next few games to kind of turn it around. Uh, they got a tough game against Midland. 
and then a couple of games they should win. Of course, we all know how that goes. Uh, then they got Hastings and Doan. Uh, they could really make a statement over these next three games. They're at five and three. They could get right back at the top of the G Pack just in a you know a couple of weekends there. No, exactly. I mean, we, like we talked earlier. I mean, the, the the league is so tight right now. I mean, just a couple couple games can swing you um, a couple spots in the standings or drop you a couple spots. So I mean, every game is important. The only other thing I noticed is they don't shoot very many. You know, they've historically not shot as many threes as everybody else in the G Pack, though, have they? Yeah, no, I mean, they've had some really, really talented big players over the last couple of years. Obviously, they got, they got Trey Brown now and then big, big Tyler Borchers uh, before him. So when you got two two big horses like that, I mean, I, 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 would, I don't blame them for throwing it inside and playing inside. So they're kinda, they kind of hang their hat on that. And when, when you got guys like that, um, I don't blame them. Well, woe to anybody in the G-Pack that looks past them, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Dort, a team that at the start of the season they really made some noise. Uh, they're twelve and four. They're having a really good season. Four and three in the G Pack. Uh, they came within an eyelash of defeating William Penn, one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they bring the whole package. They shoot the ball really well. They're out rebounding teams by five a game. Uh, they defend pretty well. They're holding teams to forty three, and they've won six out of their last seven. Yeah, no, Dort's been playing, I mean, really well. I think one thing I commend a lot of the, the GPAC teams this year is they, they scheduled a lot of a lot of tough non-conference games. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of the GPAC teams playing tough non-cons, and I think that's really um, led to to the, the competition within the league. I think teams really prepared themselves um, before the league started playing tough, tough non-conference games. And, I mean, Dort's another example. I mean, playing, playing teams like William Penn, um, it, it really translates when, when GPAC play starts. Bryce Kopik is having a great year for them. 17 points a game, four rebounds. He can shoot the three. He's been tough for them. Yeah, no, he's a really talented player. I mean, obviously, I, th- I think, and I might, I might be wrong on this, but I think he was a 2,000-point scorer in high school. So, I mean, when you, can, when you score like that in high school, obviously it translates to some degree, and, and he's obviously um, having a heck, of a heck of a career so far at Dort. Yeah, they play, they play a ton of guys, too. They're really deep. Yeah. Yep, they do. I know you're doing 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 scouting reports on on them. You gotta you gotta go pretty deep in the roster. So, like I say, they out they out rebound teams by five. Uh, they take pretty good care of the ball. Another just another good G Pack team. Yeah, no, obviously, like, like like you said, when you when you rebound and take care of the ball, I mean that that helps you helps you stay in a lot of games and especially win a lot of games. That's what that's what Dort's doing right now. So their their next three are uh, Hastings, Jamestown, and Doan. Uh, so. You know, again, a couple of those, couple of those games are games they should win. Again, we know how that is. You know, it'll really start. I think it'll start shaking out in the G pack. It's got to, it's got to shake out a little bit. It's just too yeah, big I of mean, a pack. That's right. I mean, one through whatever nine it was. I mean, it's it's all right there um, for anybody to take. So it'll be interesting to see throughout the stretch here, um, kind of what teams surface and separate from the rest of the pack. So that brings us down all the way to Northwestern. Yeah, so Northwestern on the on the GPAC standings, quote unquote standings, is seventh, but they're twelve and five, and four and three in conference. Almost everybody has three losses, with the exception of Briarcliff and Jamestown, all the way down to Northwestern. That's what we're saying. One weekend could put Northwestern in first and Briarcliff in seventh. Yep. No, like like you said, I mean, it's all it's all jumbled up, and any team any team can jump at any time. Um, and obviously, Northwestern they're very talented. With I mean, with their two guys, Hillbrands and Ben Callsby, because they're two 
two really talented players. Um, Coach Corver does a great job over there with, with his program. So I'm expecting a lot of big things um, coming their way this second semester. Yeah, they, they're dangerous every night. You were talking about them. They shoot the ball at 51%. They rebound the heck out of the ball. They take care of it. Less than 10 rebounds a game, 17 assists a game. You know, they're they're talented, they're experienced. And you mentioned uh, Van Kalsbeek and, and Hillbrands. They they're just a nightmare. Uh, yeah, no. When you when you have a when you have a low post player like Van Kalsbeek and a guy on the perimeter like Hillbrands, I mean, it makes it, it makes it tough t- tough to stop because you got to stop a guy inside and outside. Yeah, and, and the guy are... and the guy on the inside is shooting sixty six percent, and the guy on the outside shooting thirty nine for three. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it pretty tough to, yeah, to game pick, plan against. Pick your poison, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now Northwestern's one one weak spot, and I don't know if it's really, but it's it's Bidum is they're really tough at home uh but three of their three of their five losses have been away one at home and then one on a neutral court so if they're at home they're going to be really really tough they've been a little bit little bit vulnerable on the road so far yeah no i mean like like we kind of touched on this already i mean anytime you go on the road especially in the g-pack i mean it's 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 tough to win to win on, to win on the road i mean any, anytime you can get a win on the road or in, or at home, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal within the league. So, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's tough to win on the road everywhere. Unbelievable. You know, in the whole NAI, it is. You know, you got the long road trip, you got a different court, a different shooting drop, black backdrop, you know, and I don't care who you, you, you don't get the calls on the road. The refs get caught up in the crowd, and, you know, it just, it's just tough. It, it, yep. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I heard a guy one time ask a coach, what's, what's the, what's the uh what's the best win in your career and he goes every road win <laughs> that's, that's i i totally agree with that that's very true so northwestern they they've got jamestown at home and hastings and mount marty again uh if they take care of business i mean they could stay right in the thick of it there then after after northwestern there's kind of a, a bright line where teams are you know struggling a, a bit more Doan, they're ten and eight, three and five in conference. They're a pretty good defensive team, but they've had a little trouble scoring. They're generally in the oh high fifties, low sixties. But you know, again, kind of inconsistent. They'll just shoot like crazy, and then you know, really, really struggle for a couple of games. Uh, but they're still dangerous. I mean, they beat Jamestown. Yeah, no, they're definitely they're definitely a team that's dangerous. I mean, like they got couple of guys i mean anthony larrabee at the guard spot he's a very talented offensive player and then they got a transfer um a d2 transfer josiah gardner who's who's made a big difference for them inside um he's a really talented very talented player down low for them um and yeah they, they, they play hard coach mckeithen gets them to play hard every night um and that's that's always a tough game whenever whenever you're going against the tigers yeah you met you mentioned josiah gardner 14 points a game he's another guy who's making literally two-thirds of his shots so if he gets the ball down low, just don't foul him and give him three. I guess. I guess that's the plan. Yeah, no, he's a load down there. I mean, he's a he's a big he's a big boy. He's strong. He's athletic, and he finishes well inside. So he, he's definitely making a difference for them this year. So they got uh, they got to go to Briarcliff, then they got Dort, and then they got Morningside. Boy, they they got a buzzsaw coming up. The last three teams are struggling. One of them is a bit of a surprise, but everybody goes through their cycles, right? Dakota Wesleyan is uh, six and nine, three and five. They've lost three in a row. De- uh, Brevin, they're going to really be looking to rebound when they come to your place. They're going to say, hey, they just got beat. Uh, they're going to be licking their chops when they come to Seward. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you can never count out 
Coach Wilbur. And, yeah, and never. And never coach it. Count him out. I mean, he's a great coach. Um, he's had great success over the last couple of years. Um, they, they struggled a little bit this year, but um, I know they're going to be trying to make a big splash here this second semester. Um, he definitely – Coach Wilbur does a great job um, with the guys defensively. They're always a problem um, on the def- defensive side of the ball. I mean, they always put long, long athletic – um, guys out there, it makes it really hard to score on. But you know, I know they'll, they'll be ready to go um, when they come come Saturday. Yeah, they got some guys you definitely can't take your eye off of. I mean, everybody knows Cole Hoppold, 14 points a game, seven rebounds. Nick Whitler, he's averaging 11 points. You know, Jeffrey Such, he plays – I've commented on it before. You might not – you played in a different league, but there was a guy in a pro- crossroads played at Spring Arbor named uh, Brandon Durnell. I don't know if you ever got to see him play, but Jeffrey Jeffrey such he really reminds me of him. It's he's kind of an undersized post, but just a really tough tough guy. Yeah, no, he's a he's a tough matchup. I mean, he, like you said, he's a he's a good good post player for them. And he, yeah, he, he's he's undersized, but he plays hard. Um, he's smart. Uh, he's skilled with with shot fakes and pivots, and that that, make, that makes him makes him a problem in the league. Yeah, he's kind of a just kind of a tricky guy. You know, he, yeah. you look at him and you think, oh, he's just going to get ate up in the paint. Uh, but he doesn't. He he's nope. He's pretty tough. So that they're Dakota Wesleyan, and then they're going to play Midland and Mount Marty coming up. A couple of games I know Coach Wilbur really want to get. A couple of teams that have uh, really struggled in the G Pack. Hastings, uh, they're they're one and six. Uh, they got to go to they got to go to Dort, Northwestern, and Morningside. Uh, I'm sorry, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a tough stretch for Hastings, uh, but. As as we all know, I mean, every night's a every night's a battle, because uh, you know you look at Mount Marty, they're about the same. They're one and five, five and fourteen, but they, you know, I know they won last night and they beat you guys. I I know that, but they've won two of their last three. They're feeling good. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, I'll touch on Hastings just quick. I mean, obviously, um, they struggled a little bit, but um, I give Coach Gavers a lot of credit. I mean, he always gets his guys to, to come out and play hard each and every night. Um, they got they got a couple tough matchups with with Gansabom, Deshaun Walker. Um, those are two very talented guys. Um, but yeah, Mount, going back to Mount Marty, um, that's another team that um, I don't know if their record does them justice. I mean, obviously they they got us the other night, but they they, they also have um, like Elijah Pappas and um, a couple other guys that are super super talented. Um, the big fella Harper, um, he's really he's really talented, and they're, they're a tough matchup because they they get out and. Um, play really hard and they compete really hard um so like like we both know you can't there's no no off night in the g-bag no and you and i already talked about this but you know once they knew they were in the game toward the end uh, their confidence level just soared and they're you know you go i don't care which college basketball team you play in the country there it's full of talented guys right they're still college basketball players and, oh, 100%, 100%. Yep. and if they're if they're feeling confident and loose uh i mean anybody can beat anybody and you know that's just what happened then they did especially in the overtime i mean they they were they were just loose and they knew this was an opportunity they knew you you concordia had everything to lose and uh you know credit to them tip your hat to them but they got the job done that's right that's all that's all we can do now just tip your hat to them and be in the rest of the league just needs to be on watch i guess that's hopefully that was a wake-up call to everybody but no they're definitely definitely a talented team that that competes hard every night so so as the as the g-pack gets in so you're about roughly halfway through you know what what do you think are going to be the keys in this in the g-pack the teams that can do what will come out on top 
Man, I I just think just the consistency with, with teams. I mean, just understanding how how tough the league is, and I mean, just not 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 getting tired of um, the, the grind. I mean, each each and every day um, is a new opportunity. Um, each and every game is a new opportunity, and I think the teams that are they're going to stay stay committed to that that process and the consistency is probably the team that's going to it's going to pull out. Yep, I I totally agree because uh, the season everywhere the season gets to be a grind, but a uh, conference like the G Pack where you got the long road trips and the weather, boy, it can it can really start working against you. So I think you're dead on. So Brevin, I really appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully people will uh, enjoy uh, listen to us kind of butcher the G Pack. <laughs> But it's a really interesting con- uh, conference, very competitive this year. What I like about the GPAC is all the games are online, easy to watch. You should uh, check out some of these top-tier GPAC teams. They're, they're very, very good. And I, I think in the, the end of the year comes, there's going to be a, at least one or two GPAC teams when, when there's very few playing. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I think you said it best. I mean, the, the, the league from top to bottom is, is very talented, and I think – some of the top teams that, that pull away um, are definitely going to make some noise um, towards the end of the year. Um, obviously, in the in the in the conference tournament, and hopefully the hopefully the national tournament, we have some great great showing within the league. But yeah, I definitely would encourage people to tune into the G Pack. Um, it's a very talented league, high high skill level. Um, shootings are tremendous, um, and it's a fun league to follow and watch. So, well, Brevin, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I know you're a busy guy. You're you're a student, and you're coaching, and you got all you got your mayoral duties. <laughs> That's an inside joke. We'll explain it next time. No, yeah, thank you so much again for for having me on. It's always fun fun talking to you. Oh, it's always fun. I enjoy it. Thank you very much, Brevin. No problem. Hey, thank you very much for uh, to Brevin Slope for joining us today. Talk some G Pack basketball. Thank you to the Concordia Bulldogs. Uh, for allowing Brevin to do that. I appreciate it very much. So it's Friday uh, Friday morning. As I said, we're on the road. I'm heading uh, over the mountain, as we say out here, through the snow. I'll try to keep everybody entertained on Twitter. Hey, go out, root for your team, cheer them on. Don't make them play in an empty gym. And don't forget, NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America. 